Hello, part two of the wonderful Lisa Power talking to us for our LGBT History Month special. Here we go. Tell me about the founding of Stonewall because, mm. you know, that's the next big step. And it was it was set up directly in response to Section 28, right? Well, the thing about Section 28 is we lost hands down. Mm-hmm. And the major reason that we lost hands down was we had not nearly enough friends in Parliament and we were not understood nearly well enough. Um, and one of the things about the lesbian and gay movement at that time was it was incredibly insular. Mm-hmm. It was very much about a hierarchy of oppressions and everybody was claiming how oppressed they were in various ways. And they they were. But actually, we talked about what kept us apart, not what kept us together. And it was an absolute article of faith that if you were any kind of gay activist, you wouldn't speak to the Tories. It was politically aligned with Labour to some extent, but also with the further left, which was all very well. But actually, the Tories had a massive walloping majority mm-hmm. in Parliament. And there was nothing we could do about Section 28 because we didn't want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the observations that I made going through Section 28. I mean, we all acted like if enough of us marched enough times through a major city, it would go away. And it didn't. And mm-hmm. the people who made the most impact beyond a shadow. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Of a doubt were the arts lobby people. Mm-hmm. Because they brought in famous people, they brought in their allies, they talked about gays in a family setting, and they talked to the Tories, even though they weren't supposed to. That was a big part of the beginning of Stonewall. Before it was Stonewall, the idea for something was created by half a dozen gay men who had a boozy lunch at Ian McKellen's. And instead of sitting around a piano afterwards and singing show tunes, they sat around a typewriter and typed up a manifesto. Wow. Um, And that's really where Stonewall comes from. Luckily, Michael Cashman and one or two, hopefully one or two others, said, hang on, we need some lesbians. And I think I was about third or fourth lesbian in. They asked my girlfriend because she was chairing this organisation and they thought she seemed sensible. And they said, do you know any other sensible lesbians? Because, of course, half of them were terrified of lesbians because we were shouty, highly political, tended to tell them what to do. A lot of gay men were quite lesbian shy, it's fair to say. Not Cashman, absolutely never. But they they were looking for lesbians who would fit into the group. And she said, well, I've got this girlfriend. She said, she's been writing for the Pink 
paper, but she's just been elected Secretary General of the International Lesbian and Gay Association. And so they bought me sight unseen and then got a bit of a shock when they got me, I suspect. (laughs) Because me and my girlfriend ganged up all the time about things. And I can remember being quite firm about a number of things. And and bless it, Stonewall was actually named around my kitchen table. Really? Yep. Me, my girlfriend, and a guy called Duncan Slater... And a straight woman friend of his sat around the table and and tried out various names because everything in those days had to be an acronym that included lesbian and gay. And then some of the gay men would say, why isn't it gay and lesbian? Which it sometimes was in America. And it just got silly. So we were looking for a name. And I remembered that there, there had been a riot. The only time we ever had an actual riot at Pride in London was, I think, 1980. The police had barricaded us into Mallet Street in the centre of London with, with a line of horses and everything. And the crowd lost it and started chanting, Stonewall, Stonewall, Stonewall. And it was a real rallying cry. And I remembered that. As a name, it was actually quite good at that point, because you have to remember we're talking about the late 80s, Gay history, completely blank slate for 99.9% of the population, even for most gay people. If you were a gay activist, you knew that Stonewall was a riot. But if you were a Tory MP, it sounded like an architectural consultancy. (laughs) Brilliant. That's why it was what it was. And it didn't have to be an acronym and we didn't have to argue about which came first. So that that's how it happened. What was that manifesto that was typed out and how did it evolve and how did you manage to get done all the amazing work that you did? There's a line of manifestos which starts with the Gay Liberation Front manifesto in 1971, possibly. Can't remember off the top of my head, even though I did write a book about London GLF. They had a manifesto. And when we started Stonewall, I looked at that one, compared it to the Stonewall one, and compared it to one that the Greater London Council had produced under Ken Livingstone. And they were all really quite similar. And what was horrifying was that all those years on from the Gay Liberation Front one, we still didn't have most of the rights that it wanted. So the Stonewall Manifesto of that, which you can see a copy of in Queer Britain. Oh, great. They've got, I think, Michael Cashman's copy. Mm -hmm. It is a starter for 10. Mm -hmm. And then we wrangled out the rest of it as we met over the course of months before we became Stonewall proper, before we launched. We were going and adding people for about a year before that. And, And one of the big discussions, which I think was formative for Stonewall, was was we said we want equality. We accept that not everybody wants liberation. They don't want to go further necessarily. But the baseline that we can all agree on is if straight people have got it, we want it. Yeah. Whether it's a right or a responsibility. And that's the glue that held us together. Because Amazing. people like me were saying equal to what? I don't think I like what straight people have got. So, you know, that's not necessarily what I want. But actually that is completely arguable for with straight people and getting them to understand us, getting to say we want the same rights, the same freedoms as you, and we will accept the same responsibilities, which caused a bit of grief later on because actually 
the benefits system, which was much more generous in those days than it is now, mm. worked gay people's advantage because if you were a woman and a man cohabiting, they would immediately say that you were cohabiting and you'd be treated as a married couple. If you were two men or two women, they couldn't get it through their benefit system head that you might actually be a couple. So you would get two separate loads of money and you were much better off. And we ruined that. I'm sorry about that. Equality costs. That was the path towards equal marriage, which, interestingly, we, we barely mentioned. I don't think we really envisaged that at all because it just seemed so far off that we never talked about it. We talked about being treated under the law. We talked about the Race Equality Act, Disability mm. Act, things like that. They were what we compared ourselves to, whether women who came out as lesbians got a fair whack in the family courts, whether you could keep your job and not be for being gay. We picked a corker to start with, which was, again, unpopular with the radical end. We said we want equality in the armed forces because it was such a huge symbol and we knew it was a paper tiger. What's a paper tiger again? It's a false threat. Right. You know, we knew that it would crumble if we pushed hard enough. If it did crumble, it would make a huge difference to the establishment. Our lot were going, oh, we don't want to be in the army in the first place. But actually... There were a lot of people who were lesbian or gay, and they were being treated appallingly. They were always, if they were caught, and there were witch hunts, and a lot of them were caught, they were given dishonourable discharges. Yeah. So pushing for lesbians and gay men to be allowed into the military was a huge thing. And Labour was as unhappy with that as Tories were, bless them. The Labour Shadow Armed Forces Minister, who later became a hoot as the Health Secretary, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I remember him in the Armed Forces Select Committee saying, what about my duty of care to the 17-year-old young soldiers? And one of the Stonewall people there said to him, quick as a flash, what about your duty of care to the gay 17-year-olds? And yeah. he just purple in the face. So nobody mm. had ever suggested there might be gay 17-year-olds in the army to him before. Yes. God, it's so true. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. spoken a lot about the importance of having to appeal to the, the people who the opposition do you think that is the secret to any activist who wants to ever get anything done i think you need a wide alliance and you need to be able to see what you've got in common and you need to be able to get over enough of what you've got apart, or at least to be civil to each other about it, to be able to work together. But yes, you do have to strike a chord 
that the people you're trying to change the minds of will understand. And I think one of the things that Stonewall understood very well and still does is that there are bigots. There are people you are not going to change their minds, but there is a vast swathe in the middle of people who haven't thought it through, think what their friends think, think what they see in the mail or the Mm -hmm. express who were as evil to us then as they are to trans people now. The trouble now is that even some of the papers that were relatively decent to us are really shitty to trans people. There's this really weird group of middle-aged people who were right on 30 years ago, so think they must be right on now, Mm. who are quite happily anti-trans, and that worries me greatly. Luckily, you know, most of us are not in that group. You have to help people understand why something is unfair. You can't just stand there beating them overhead with a placard going, it's unfair. Mm. You have to give them the case studies, the stories of human beings. And that's what Stonewall started to do. They didn't just intransigently say, these are our rights and we want them. They said, these are our rights. And by not giving them to us, you're causing all these harms and making it both human harm and economic harm, mm-hmm. which is something that a lot more Tories were prepared to listen to than, than ain't it awful. Yeah, You have to work out what will persuade people. I went from being a person carrying a banner and shouting a lot to somebody who could walk into a select committee, and Stonewall made that change for me. Switchboard made me somebody who could shout about rights and carry a banner, and then Stonewall kind of refined me into somebody who knows that sometimes you have to sit down at the table with people that you'd rather not. And you can either be righteous in your anger or you can get change made. And you did. Is the right word repealed? Like, how did it feel when Section 28 was finally repealed? How did you feel? I barely noticed it, frankly, because it hadn't been doing much. But the problem for Section 28 was there was never a successful prosecution under it. It was barely even an attempt at a prosecution. It frightened the life out of people. It's like a nasty, nasty root canal procedure. You know, Mm. it's dug in there. And people still worry about it. People are scared to cause trouble. It's not that people want to be offensive, but that people are scared to make waves. And you see it right now in the political parties. They know there's an election coming, so they're all scared to say anything that's even vaguely controversial or that might not create the kind of sympathetic vote-winning thing that they want to do. And what happens is they then panic and they say stupid things and promptly lose some of their supporters. But I just want to read a few of those things because you say it digs in deep. And just people writing in talking about their feelings about Section 28. Sean said how Section 28 affected them. Zero sex and relationship education lived under fear of AIDS. Herbie said, I somehow read a part in a book that said being gay was a phase. That was it. And how do you like your Ebsen? Said, I just remember two teachers leaving. One wanted to be out. One reinforced it was all okay. But yeah, a lot of fear it created. Huge amount of fear. That has persisted to this day. I once had a young Tory try and say to me that Margaret Thatcher did us all a favour with Section 28 because it stopped people talking about being gay in the 90s and therefore they didn't come out as gay and they couldn't have got AIDS, which was absolute. I mean, that was so far a twisting because by then I was working 
in HIV. And I could see the damage that was done. I mean, literally police telling organisations to take down posters about HIV because it might be against Section 28. The absolute fear of showing any kind of leaflet with gay men on it because you would get into all kinds of trouble. And the lies that were told about HIV, which affected the gay male community particularly, drove a lot of people back into the closet. Yeah, and secrecy and and lack of education and knowledge. I was talking to my mate, Nick Partridge, who was one of the people, he was with Terence Higgins Trust like forever. He was saying that there, there is a definite difference between our generation who were like, you either stayed utterly in the closet or you were an outrageous out gay activist and you put your foot down and you shouted. And then there's a whole generation where people were just told they were second class all over the place. Mm. And HIV and Section 28 and all of these things conspired to make that whole generation just feel really shitty about themselves mm-hmm. a lot of the time and yeah. guilty and we're only now coming to a generation where at least some young people who are queer are actually growing up knowing there's nothing wrong with it mm. and my god there's a backlash trying to make us think there is something wrong with it again yeah and that's the other thing that i learned from section 28 is what it is really about is if you stick your head above the parapet at some point, someone will try and knock it off. And you know that you're getting somewhere when they're trying to to push you back down again because you're making an impact. Which is very sadly what Navalny said before he died, right? It's it's true. It's horrible that we have to go through such hard times. And it's all right for someone like me just because I'm a cantankerous old dyke and I, I've made a life for myself and nobody really expects anything else of me other than what I am. <laughs> But I think for someone young and coming out, particularly if they're considering their gender as well as their sexuality, Mm. there's such a contrast between the kids who are growing up happy and healthy and guilt-free because their families support them Mm. and the ones who are terrified because their their mum leaves the mail around and they read what awful people they are. Still fighting. Still fighting. And thanks to you, a lot of people are in a lot of better shape than they would be. So you are a huge part of LGBT history. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today. It's been an honor. And I would love if maybe we could do a bit more of this and like we could maybe cover some other things. I'm a danger. I can talk the hind leg off a donkey. Next time I'll come back and tell you all about the sex toy business that I ran for lesbians. Okay, everybody, that's that. Get in touch at Homo Sapiens on Instagram, at Homo Sapiens Podcast on Facebook. TikTok, don't know. Hello at Homo Sapiens Podcast.com on email. Next week, we will have the incredible creative Heartstopper, Alice Oseman, talking to us all about the latest volume of the phenomenal series, Volume 5. I've read it, it's incredible. See you next Thursday. Bye. And thank you. And thank you again, Lisa. You're amazing. Thank you. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.